Based on some of our data sets, Perth is one of the hottest markets in Australia, if not the top two hottest capital cities in the country, joining Adelaide and the fast recovering Brisbane in terms of the trends being seen in Australia right now. So firstly, I want to take a step back and you might remember some content I've put out. Now, if you don't, I'm going to give you a shout out now so you can actually go back and, and know where I posted this and know where I shared this. But two things. Number one was I was actually one of Australia's first analysts to talk in you know, certain communities about the Perth market recovery and things going in the right direction. This was actually back, I think, April of 2020. And if you're into Facebook groups, check it out. It's actually there and you should be able to find it where I actually make mention of this. It's called Property Talk Australia, PTA. It's a group that I'm fairly active in and would suggest you go check it out, like, follow. It's not my own group, so I'm not giving a, a plug in to myself. I'm giving a plug in to an actually another person's group. That's Eric from Real Way Finance, who runs Property Talk Australia. And I've had a pleasure to be a part of it for a good five years now, sharing insights from time to time. But Perth. Five years ago was when I was in that group and started seeing and tracking Perth. And three years ago, I was like, ooh, something's happening here. And in 2020, I saw a few trends. Rental vacancy really starting to improve. I started to see things around construction falling off its highs many, many years in a row. The mining boom turned into the mining collapse, turning into the flattening and all these impacted trends starting to recover. A 10-year growth cycle that went from weak to weaker to horrible because of all the declines and that ended up being good in the terms of buyers for the next 10 years and much more. Sales volumes, listing relationships, all the highs of these things and the bad ways of listings starting to come down. I could see the trends emerge. Now, did I know why? Well, I'd say it's quite simple. It'd be the end of a mining boom, so therefore finding its feet and the declines starting to find their feet. But the main thing is we saw those trends. Now, you might have seen some property podcasts where I've been on, for example, Pizza and Property. I did a pretty cool debate with someone there about Perth, no-go and go. Feel free to check that out and know that I had nothing but positives to say on the Perth market, but I just said no-go for certain investors for certain reasons. And the reasons were around this. There are people who are buying property and do not want the certain volatilities or the huge ups and downs that come up. Now, it's not like every city is perfect and Perth's the only one that saw volatility. It is one of those markets that saw a 25% decline in many parts during four or five years because of the impacts of mining. Now, all of a sudden, it does not mean a city's immediately diversified its economy. Like, And those who think so do not understand true economics. It's still there. Like you see the two tallest buildings in the skyscrapers of Perth and they are right there in front of you. Rio Tinto's buildings right there, like BHP, all that sort of stuff. They're all there. So it's not that it diversified. It's just that the end of the cycle finished. And the end of the cycle is the decline cycle. You can't just infinitely decline because when industry gets impacted, it just doesn't happen. It declines to a point of value. It declines due to a point of saturation of an industry in the things that create the housing decline, like construction stimulus, listings, all these things find their feet, find their bottom. And that's what happened. And so when they find their feet, find their bottom, trends reemerge because property is a seesaw. And so where I said was that, hey, I saw trends emerging. Perth was going to be a great performer. However, for those investing, maybe a no-go for those who are considering or want to avoid those ups and downs that can come with it. 
But hey, if you're a multi-property investor and you're someone who goes, I've got exposure in other markets, I'm going to be okay. And then you're saying to yourself, well, why don't I jump into a city like this so I can see these gains? Because a boom's a boom, right? Fair play. And also the 30-year average of Perth is upwards of 5% per annum, which means it joins the rest of the country for having long-term capital growth. You might want to take advantage of the short term. And for many people, if that's the case, great. And they've done that. And maybe you're a first-time investor who understands the pros, cons, the dynamics, and is willing to take a calculated risk. That might be for you as well. And so I want to be here to tell you, firstly, that was our thoughts on Perth. We always felt it was going to rise. And we today also feel it's going to rise and continue rising. How good is it now that you can see that that first-to-market understanding data that we had can now be deployed and talk to, talk to you about specific regions that are hot in Perth and maybe they're not so hot? So you can actually break that down into more detail to get an even deeper analysis of where in Perth is trending in the right, right direction. So let's start with the first three hot spots. And uh, hot spots are a very overused term, but I'm just overusing it even more. And so let's talk about these three areas. The first one is the region of Rockingham. And there's a bit of a flavor with these three areas. So please do stick around because you'll notice something with the price trends and the pricing. And then you'll notice on the flip side, the three kind of meh, average areas doing okay. What's their price trends showing? What is their data sets showing? And so this has been prepared by our research team at Investigate. I'm the head of research and my team members, Jung, Jung, our senior research analyst, Doug and Eli, the junior research analyst, will be running through some of their findings. So the first one was Rockingham. Now Rockingham has a median house price for the region at 500K, which is very affordable for a major city, that too on the coastline. Although from a demographic side, I think many people may have some thoughts on Rockingham, but the idea here, it's still affordable, it's still commutable, it's still a major city and it's still on the coastline. So you can understand what people's attractions here are. Now, there are a few major suburbs, places like Ball Davis or Ball Divers. I could be pronouncing these wrong. I'm horrible with my suburbs here, guys. Remember, I'm a Kiwi, not an Aussie. I've adapted to the Aussie life and I'm an Aussie now, I reckon. But still, my passport's a Kiwi passport because you guys are cool. You just let us fly over in a one-way flight. Bam, we're here. And then all of a sudden, you don't know that we exist or left or came back. We're just a flight and, and paying our taxes, but still with the New Zealand passport, right? So um, I do plan to change that. It's in process, by the way. I do want to be an Aussie and a Kiwi. Can you be both? I don't know. Someone tell me if you can keep both. But if you can't, tough one. But hey, All Blacks didn't win. South Africa won. So maybe this is the perfect timing. I'm, I'm kidding. I still love my roots in New Zealand. But we've got a few suburbs here. So Baldivers, Rockingham, Waikiki, and Port Kennedy. All of these suburbs here, just as some examples, by the way, not all of them. Uh, they're examples with high rental yields. That's the first thing that's really attractive in Perth. We've got rental yields ranging in these suburbs from 5.2 all the way up to 5.9 as medians, which means you can get 6s and 7%. Now, if we go to the 12-month price trend, interest rates went up. And guess what? Double-digit price growth for Rockingham. It's crazy. 13.6% growth in prices as per this data and 15.6% rental growth, double-digit rental growth alongside double-digit prices, which means, with, by the way, you notice that the rental growth was higher than the price. Yields went up. How rare is that? Very rare. That's a true boom with legs left in it when yields go up faster, even during a price boom, because that means rents are rising and prices are rising. So it's like a double whammy for the renters. They want to get out of it because the rents are rising quick, but prices are rising too. So they don't have much time. And then there's investors who are going, I'm going to get this and my yields are not fading. They're increasing even more. So it's good times for many people. Hence why that market's booming. Vacancy rates, 0.4%, super low. 
Inventory levels, shockingly low, like just over one. That's crazy, which means that if there are 10 properties for sale, there are approximately 10 selling, they're all gone in one month. Imagine that, bam, data's gone. New month, new properties, new dealers to fight with, new transactions to do, it's all gone. It's crazy. Now, vendor discounting still pretty good, not too crazy. It's actually positive vendor discounting, which is very rare. Like people are not discounting, they're selling for more than what they list it for. And then we've got days on market shift down 10.9%. So interest rates have gone up, things are selling quicker. Price trends are actually increasing double digits. Rental trends increasing double digits. Yields are high, prices are affordable vacancies low. It's no wonder why people are loving this region and people are investing there, but obviously those who considered all the pros and cons and their risk appetites as well, right? Now, if you're loving this data and you're, cool, you're going, hey, Arjun, I love these stats. I want to visualize this. I want to see this a bit. This is where you can jump onto our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button so you can actually hear and see content like this more often. And uh, I promise you uh, with the weight loss I'm doing, I'm losing a kilo a week. Hopefully that image and visual is getting better and better each time. Uh, but look, I've still got a long way to go, okay? Mandura, we're going to region number two. And again, I hope I pronounced this correct. And we've got a few suburbs in Mandura. Again, price range around that 500K. Halls or Hallis or Halls Head, I think it is. Green Fields, Meadow Springs, Dudley Park. Crazy yields. Fives and sixes here. And that's for medians. So that's, uh, imagine, like you can find stuff with six to seven. Uh, sales price up 12.4%, rental trends up 13.6%, vacancy rates 0.4%, inventory 1.8 months, super low, vendor discounting positive, and days on market ripping down at 26.1%. So there's clearly some very hot trends here in this market. And some may argue you might even struggle to buy a place, even if you want to be there and the data looks good. But there are many other cities there that are seeing trends just like this. This isn't the only one. You know, there are pockets of Townsville really starting to improve. There are Rockhampton, Barossa Valley, Adelaide. There are many markets. So you find what's in line with your risk appetite and what your portfolio needs. Perth is going great, but it's, again, not the only market going great. And then lastly, we've got Gosnells. I'm sure I got that right. I'm positive I didn't bo you know, botch that pronunciation. But again, affordable price, 470 median with a few suburbs in that SA3 region, Canningvale, Thornley, Gosnells, Southern River. There's all these suburbs in there, but uh, five to 6% median yields too. Price increase is not as high. It's about 6.8% in that region for the SA3. There's still some suburbs that did way better than that. And there's a rental increase of 18.2%, vacancy rates of 0.2, practically nothing. Inventory, 1.7 months and vendor discounting positive with days on market falling too. So what do we notice here? Number one, high upwards pressure. Number two, affordability. Number three, resilience to high interest rates with rising rents and high yields. And number four, very low inventory, low days on market, declining days on market, all in turn creating high sales and rental pressure. You're just gonna see double digit growth occur when you have all these trends and that level of pressure, that undersupplied, that high yielding, hence why everyone's tuning into these markets. And these are three SA3 regions, our statistical area three. Again, you might've seen me mention this region term a little bit more, and really it's just a cluster of suburbs. So I can give you some clean data, not stuff that's a, a multi-million dollar suburb that does two deals and then all of a sudden you go, hey, that's booming, but really might've sold the same price, just different, different land sizes and that 
changes the price crazily, right? So that's key thing to understand. Three affordable regions in Perth. So you might be wondering if that's the trends for the goes, what's the trends for the no-goes? And look, this is very rare, guys, that the no-goes in a same city have trends that really separate themselves that much. It's actually quite rare. And I want to give that as a reason because when cities pop off, they usually pop off everywhere. It doesn't seem to be the case for you know Perth right now. There are a few regions which are still going okay, but just not as strong as this affordable pocket. Look, you do expect that to change, by the way. An affordable pocket cannot be the only thing that rises all the time. Because once an affordable pocket comes up in price, which obviously this is happening here, the gap closes between premium pockets and people question value. People have to remember that investors aren't the ones rising all the prices across the nation. Homeowner occupiers represent two-thirds of living in Australia. So that means that they're likely going to be the major ones changing things. And if they don't see value in a certain suburb, they can go to a nicer suburb for just that little bit more, suddenly trends will change. We're not there yet, but that will emerge. If not coming up soon, it will come up in the coming years ahead. So these no-goes, and by no-goes, please do not think that's no-go forever. It just means the trends have not been as good, or can we talk, call them not spots? I think we're planning on calling them not spots for now, right? So just not spots aren't as spotty or hot spotty as hot spots. Does that, does that make sense? We'll say it makes sense, okay? Um, but Perth City, this is like the heart of the city of Perth, and this has Subiaco, uh, Mount Lawley, Wembley, North Perth. And as you can see, the first thing is their price points are around that $1.2 million mark and above. And this is just medians, which is cheap for Sydney size, but it's expensive in the Perth market, in my opinion. You've got yields that are actually not, not too bad at that price point being well into the threes, but in that preference of investors who are being faced with high interest rates, I think they're not that pretty rental yields at all. Then we've got uh, the price trends here. So down 5.9%, which is interesting, but rental growth is up 16.4. So remember when rents rise that much, those yields are rocketing up. You, you'd be surprised, like those yields could reach 4% potentially by the end of this year or early to mid next year. Now, if that happens, all of a sudden, where in the nation do you have $1.2 million, $1.5 million properties yielding 4%? That's crazy. That's a good thing, which means even the premium market will eventually follow in Perth's boom. 0.4% vacancy rates, again, low housing inventory, positive vendor discounting is due to show and sale days on market. So that's up 20%. So you can clearly see the premium price pressure in Perth just isn't at the level of the affordable regions. I think investors have to do a part of that, but also local conditions. Let's go to the next one. Now this next one's a really cool spot. And I say cool, not in terms of the data, but I say cool in terms of visiting, hanging out. And that is the region of Cottesloe, Claremont, SA3. So $2 million SA3 prices. And we see rental yields much lower here. 2.9, 2 2.5, 3%, 3.3, Mosman Park. We've got City Beach, Nedlands. These are just a few major suburbs. And we've got prices only growing about 3% with rental increase about 12%. So again, that yield dynamic is gonna be pretty good here. It's gonna start changing and improving for the better. Vacancy rates at 0.5, inventory levels low, but not as low as the other locations, and days on market also increasing 6.3%. And the last one, South Perth, representing about 890K in median price, Como at 3.8% and South Perth at 2.9% yields. And similar things, except here, I do believe there's going to be a positive change. You can see days on market falling 23.9%. So it's only a not spot in this category just because I had to pick three. And third, uh, secondly, sorry, is because the price growth's not as good 
as those affordable regions in Perth. So here you go. You've got three hotspots in Perth. You've got three not spots. And by not spots, it's just in the current moment of time. Based on certain trends, the big factors I picked out were the affordable prices clearly leading the way. The yields are quite different. And the next thing is the days on market shifts were very different. You had decreases of minus 7 to minus 26.1 on the hotspots. And then on the not spots, you had some with minus 23, which is South Perth. That's going to turn around. But you had two positives at plus 6.3 and plus 20.3%. So as you're analyzing the Perth market, I hope this gives you some really good help in using data to just at that level to understand some go areas and no-go areas. Now, when I say these no-goes, it's really important to see that this cycle will probably change to these areas over time. But the main thing here is these aren't all the indicators. These are the helpful indicators to help you make some pretty simple decisions at the top level before you go and make those harder decisions on the buying and the negotiation, the asset selection, due diligence. Perth is clearly moving in the right direction. We called this out in 2020. Property Talk Australia, just search on the search bar, Arjun Paliwal Perth. You'll see that I mentioned the trends changing in 2020. Now, how long this goes for? Well, as long as it's undersupplied, as long as the economy is in full gear, and as long as the rental market is also undersupplied, these three things will keep going. Past growth alone will not stop it. And what will stop it is the supply shifts massively changing or the jobs, confidence, and market massively changing. Many are pointing out to the iron ore impacts being that it's fallen off its high prices, still going pretty high, but just fallen off its peak. And that will slow on. Yes, it will flow on, but right now the momentum is just too strong for that to immediately make an impact and you could still see some good growth over the next year, maybe even two. Supply is the big one to see the shifts on, still extremely strong, and the job market still strong. That's kind of the things that I'm seeing in Perth right now. And it's up to your own risk appetite whether you want to go there or not. And I think that's the key things that each person needs to be comfortable with. Now, if you enjoyed content like this and you like the analysis where we're going through some go zones and zones not as good and looking at cities that are obviously the talk right now in the market, then just click out into our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button to see content like this, watch it, visualize it, hear it on the road as well, and uh, give it a like if you enjoyed it. Thanks again. That's Arjun, Head of Research at Investigate Buyers Agency. And like content like this, don't forget to subscribe.